Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old Mac of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by Loose Lip Sync Ships, Sarah Jane Phipps. To be more like SJP, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. If you're feeling low, the Joe Marler Show will give you things to talk about. If you're feeling down, then the bearded clown will give you Things to talk about. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marler and this is Tom Fordyce. Hello Joe, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm very well, Joe. I'm better for seeing you, but I have a dilemma. Oh, tell me, tell me now. I was walking on the way to the studio today with Steve's and we saw a kerfuffle in the street ahead of us. With humans. Human beings. Human beings. Yeah. There were nine men all trying to carry what looked like a marble work surface with attached legs a short distance from an unspecified location to another unspecified location. As Steve and I approached, we realised they were struggling. Nine strong men were struggling. It looked... There was four of them, high-vis, yeah. looked like they were the official men, yeah, yeah. and maybe five who were dressed in the way that bystanders may have been dressed, yeah. and they decided to help out. Should Steve's and I have helped out? No. No, not at all. Both, Why? Both weak as piss. <laughs> you're, uh, you're more hindrance than help. You'd get in the way. D- tell me you didn't help. The thing was, because these people had been thrown together by a common purpose... Because these people had been thrown together for a common purpose. Fuck off, mate. <laughs> they were lifting a marble table. Don't dress it up as something it's not. There was a distinct amount of camaraderie on display, Joe. So much so that I remarked to Steve's as we carried on walking to make sure we met you on time, that they went to the pub together afterwards. Oh, nice. So you didn't help? No. Oh, good. Because we didn't want to keep you waiting. Would but- you have helped? No, I wouldn't, because I had somewhere to be, and I was on time here. Unlike you and Steve's, even though you didn't help out with the marble thing. They might still be out there. Should we go and have a look? (laughs) This is ridiculous. (laughs) Absolutely ridiculous. Joe, uh, as will become obvious to everyone who's looked at the episode, which is about hotel managers, we have a hotel manager on today. Hotel California. What a lovely place. Or, what about... um, Welcome to the Karma Hotel. Looks like heaven, but could be hell. Know that one? What about Hotel Yorba? Go on. White Stripes. Dun, 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 Another dun, one. Dun, dun, dun. 
It's the other one. Doesn't matter, Joe, but all our questions for today's show have been uh, supplied by our listeners, which is great news. The other bit of great news, Joe, you can grow the show on Apple now for just a single solitary English pound a week. You can get a version of this show without adverts and the episodes are extra long. Sometimes, Joe, 20 minutes longer, but still loaded full of good stuff. You can also do the same on Spotify. Check the link in the episode description. If you're on Apple, look for the button that handily says, Grow the show! Right, let's get our hotelier officer on, please. Our guest today is a hotel manager, (laughs) and his name is Darren. Welcome, Darren. Thank you, Joe. What a fucking awful start. I'm really sorry for that. But welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Darren. I'm honoured to be here. Thank you both. <laughs> hey, Joe, we're going to do today's episode uh, a little bit differently because Ooh. Steve's is very pleased with himself because he asked listeners to the Joe Marler show for a series of questions that we could ask Darren. I think this was to save Steve's time because all he's done now is typed up a load of questions <laughs> without having to think of any. And that may sound lazy and bad and unprofessional but i would actually go as far as saying that's what this show's about mm. you know those if someone says what is your podcast about <laughs> they're the three words that would immediately spring to mind so it's good that he's staying with the joe Mollo show dna i like it first question from william walsh why did i do it like that i was thinking of william wallace you were yeah <laughs> But he's from Wales. Or so, no, well, he might not be from Wales. His name, his surname is Welsh. But right, we got a William Welsh here, and he says, "Why do hotels join two single beds together and try and pass it off as a bigger bed?" Good question. I mean, to be fair, it is a bigger bed. We're not passing anything off. You know, it's a bigger bed. It's one and one is two. It? That, yeah, but there's a sure. crack down the middle, Darren. It, well, to be, it's called a zip and link, Joe. So we need to be everything to everyone. So mm. during the week, you get teams coming around you get trawl groups coming around you get business meetings where everybody's kipping over they want to share a room they don't necessarily want to share a bed you're happy to uh room with coley less happy to spoon with coley not true not always <laughs> he was always unhappy about it i wasn't so some clever person decided that if you get two single beds with a zip at the weekend push them together zip it up it's a double bed every hotel i've stayed in where i've been lucky enough to have my own room I, I have those beds, the, the zip and zip. What's it called? Zip and link. Zip and link And to be bed. fair, the person there the week before may not have been quite so lucky and had to room up with a buddy, two two separate beds during the week, double bed at the weekend. Yeah, oh. but I always find myself going, in the ridge. oh yeah, thank God. No, thank God I've got a double bed, lovely. Quickly realise, well, there's a, there's a crack in the middle, always, but then I don't mind because I sleep on the very edge of the bed anyway. <laughs> So I might as well just sleep on a single bed. The better hotels have a double topper across ah. the top, oh. hence the name. Yeah, yeah. So you don't feel the ridge so much. Mm. Others, less so. Let's say you had a, a situation, Joe, where you had an excellent double topper. Mm. Are you the sort of sensitive individual, a little bit like the princess with the pea, yeah. where you could still sense underneath the double topper two singles? Sleep on a bed of nails, me, could mate. <laughs> Honestly, there's times at which I record this podcast... Where I could just fall asleep. Mm. When I'm talking. Mainly. Mm. Um, or when Steve's giving me instructions. <laughs> right, if you're sleeping in a double, which is two singles, yeah. do you just stick to one bed? Yeah. Will you ever, at any point in the night, migrate across to the colder, cooler side of the bed? Very rarely. Very rarely. I might put my two pillows over there. So if if you have one of them, usually you'll, you'll have the four pillows. Too many. I'll keep the two pillows over there that are cool. They keep cool. And I'll keep my two, and that's enough. And then I'll switch them over before bedtime, usually like TV watching time. I'll do that. And then at bedtime, I'll put my two pillows for my head, and then I'll put a pillow to the left of me and a pillow to the right. Pillow to the left of me, pillow to the right, here I am. Trying to get on with the podcast, (laughs) and you're fucking it up. Why are there so many pillows in hotel beds, Darren? That's a very good question. Seriously, why are there so many pillows in the world full stop? <laughs> I think it comes back to the general rule that when you stay in a hotel, you want it to be better than your own bedroom. Ah, You know, we once upon a time, that was easy done. But nowadays, you, 
you've got good tellies, you've got great stuff at home. So it, it's a bit of a, it's like an escalation rule, you know, four is better than two, six is better than four. Is All right, really, you two. What, really? do, what do you think is the perfect number for a for a pillow then? Am I, so, I'm, am I in there by myself? What do you mean? Because if I'm in there with Murph... Um, which is the only other option, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> quickly uh, quickly on top of that one, well done. Correct. She may require additional pillows. I would like two pillows when, while I'm having a little read before I go to sleep, probably reading your book, Joe. And then I will, before I go to sleep, I will take out one pillow and I'll double arm throw it across the room and settle onto a single pillow. You sleep with one pillow? Hmm. Shall we have another question, I Joe? think so. This is a question from Kev. Kev says... What's with the Bible in the drawer? The Gideon Bible. Yes. It's probably showing his age there. It's less of a thing these days. Is it? Yeah. The Gideon Bible is a couple of travelling salesmen, generally like 100 years ago. They expected a Bible in the bedroom. They funded it. The hotels were given free Bibles. I think over time, that's it's gone away. Also in the world we live in, which Bible? And I think the, the view nowadays, you've got a decent Wi-Fi. Do you download me. whatever you like. <laughs> <laughs> This might be a different answer, but there you go. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> Is the Wi-Fi strong enough to handle my Bible reading tonight? <laughs> Shall we have a question from Kate? Kate would like to know, Darren, what's the biggest forward slash weirdest thing someone has stolen or tried to steal? Oh, no, that's a good question. Oh, this is making me I feel mean, sick. You used to nick stuff, <laughs> didn't you? <laughs> well, to be fair, trophy hunters. Yeah. People get into a hotel, become kleptomaniacs. People who steal things. But is it stealing? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> or is it souvenirs? Well, souvenirs of a good night out but or what, a good night in. Where's Where's the contract part of this? This and I remember an episode of Friends where Chandler and Joey or Ross or something they're nicking all the free apples at reception or all the toiletries. <laughs> where's the fine print that determines what is free to take and what isn't? Because I've never read a fine print contract staying in a hotel so i've just taken it as anything in the hotel is mine all right that's a good way to look at life (laughs) it's probably one of those if you think you shouldn't you're best not to you know shampoo yeah yeah telly best not to slippers correct they only go in the bin particularly these days so you can take the slippers without fear of reprisal that's your thing they're disposable hair dryer best leave that there oh robe one of the most stolen things is the bathrobe yeah, why is that not stealable? Because it's bloody expensive. <laughs> well, don't fucking put them out then. If you don't want them nicked, don't put them out. Anything that we would expect to use again, we'd rather you left it in the room. What do you think is the most stolen item in a hotel? What would you think? Toilet rolls. Batteries out the remote. Fuck off. Not even thought about that. Who the fuck is nicking batteries? I will now. I've mentioned you two for a start. That's that's a really good point. And it's beyond annoying because I guess, tell you, you get into a room, most people have put the kettle on, Use the bathroom, put the telly on. Telly doesn't work, complaint comes in. Someone's near the batteries. <laughs> Pathetic. I've never <laughs> considered nicking the batteries, but now that I've remembered how expensive batteries you are... You never need to buy another battery. What about what's been left? What's the weirdest or strangest thing that's been left in a hotel room? Personally, I can vouch for a hotel in Manchester we had. Uh, the GM took a call on the Monday morning... Perhaps a lady was uh, reported she'd, she'd left something in the room and taking, <laughs> taking notes. And I just hear this of, um, right, it's black leather jacket, right? Okay, madam. Yeah, okay. And uh, and the purple vibrator. <laughs> and purple, yeah, in case we'd had a run on you know, <laughs> sex toys that weekend. So, just in case um, there's another coloured vibrator in the correct. same room. And, you know, would you want it back? Would you even say you'd lost it? So that's one I, I can personally vouch for. Um, cable, char- dulse cable chargers, phones, plane tickets, passports. Wooden leg is the most random one I've wooden seen. Wooden leg? How have you forgotten your wooden <laughs> leg? <laughs> Hopefully a spare, but even still. Fuck! That's definitely that's one serious. that you go, really? How's someone gone, oh, is I haven't got my leg on? Unless they are in the wooden leg delivery business. And they are taking the wooden leg to someone else. Or they were having a night, a weekend away, and it was a role-play weekend. And he was getting his leg over. Not where I was going with it, but a really good pun. And he he, he had to be a pirate. Yeah. So that was the role-play, and she was a parrot. 
And that's why they left the leg because mm. they were like, well, we've used it. And it's. Now we feel a bit guilty oh, yeah. and a bit torturing. Yeah, you have that. My first weekend as a duty manager, you have to sort of share weekend rotors as well as weekend. We, um, that was a bit green behind the ears, young lad. Got a call, armed police from reception to see you. Huh? We hear there's a, a possible drug raid in the, going on upstairs. There's a drugs deal we're going on with. We're going to go and sort of deal with it. We've got armed weapons. We probably don't need them, but, you know, just so you're aware. So. First duty weekend, not, not, no, yeah. Some gang who was passing over drugs to another gang, and they brought it in in a vase so that they took that we had really shit stuff in the rooms and they brought it in with a vase with a false bottom and stuff, packed all the drugs in, and apparently brought it in, left it on the side, threw away the bit of crap that we had in there. Uh, and this other gang was in to grab hold and uh, and disappear, so uh. So it was like a vast dead drop. A vast dead crack. Wow. It's yeah. quite... It's, it's quite, quite clever. Yeah. Not my I like vast. It. Is that my... Who'd have that vast? It's nothing to do with me, boss. But, uh, yeah, that was a rude awakening. Then maybe I realised then that hotels... Yeah, every day's, every day's a new day, so... Things happen in hotels, Joe, don't they? That don't happen in other places. And I'm going to tell you a story about my mate Waxy. Fuck's sake. <laughs> of course you go know someone called Waxy. Real name? No, which is oh. why I'm going to use his, <laughs> I'm going to use him so he doesn't get sacked. Okay, we'll go everyone who knows Waxy will know this story. So this is Big Al Stagdu, and it's a hotel, a budget hotel in Bristol. And Waxy woke up needing to get the toilet and then looked around and realised that he was in the corridor of the hotel, that the point where he had tried to walk into the bathroom in his sort of sleep-befuddled state, he'd actually walked into the corridor He's wearing boxer shorts, he's not naked, it's not the end of the world. But he looks around and he realises he's not sure which hotel room he's come out of. He also really, really needs to go to the toilet. <laughs> so he has a little go at a couple of really quiet little... on a few doors. No joy. At this point, he's even more desperate to go to the toilet. There are no toilets, clearly, external in toilets corridor. in the <laughs> corridor. So he decides that <laughs> his best bet... Much like an Amish farmer is Amish. to... Amish. farmer. Amish farmer. Is <laughs> to, to urinate into his hand through the box short and just sprinkle as he walks so that he doesn't piss just in one part of the corridor that he spreads. He's but got, how, like, like, um, what, as if someone uh, is <laughs> sowing seeds or something in a corridor? What? How's the thinking Listen, behind that? Listen, is, this is not my decision. He gets to the point, Joe, where he is Amish farmer the whole corridor and he's filled with an absolute surge of physical relief that he's no longer bursting for the toilet. He then realises that he still has the same problem, which is that he doesn't know which room he's in and that the only option he's got is to go down to reception in his piss-soaked boxer shorts oh, and no. to ask the night manager for a new key. So he goes downstairs preparing his chat, Darren, and walks into reception and can tell straight away from looking at the night porter's face, the night porter's watched every single second of this <laughs> on the CCTV, just gets given a key across the counter and goes back. Not an unusual experience, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> For fuck's Most sake. Saturday nights, yeah, it happens. We had one last month. Um, someone decided to take a dump in the corridor. At what, <laughs> at what point does your brain think that's all right? Therefore, then what point beyond that do you think? get back to where you should have been with who you should have been at not good but you know there's just there's there's just so <laughs> many other places you can take a dump correct that reminds me <laughs> there was a certain <laughs> there was a certain ex-teammate of mine he was playing in new zealand at the time this was a few years back a few years back like there was only 3g there wasn't 4g and the wi-fi was pretty shit it's pretty shit throughout new zealand let's be honest and there was no wi-fi in the bedrooms that this team was staying in, and he was fucking, he was desperate. He, he had, he got the horn, and he was desperate. So he thought he could sneak out in the middle of the night, and go to the business section where there is Wi-Fi and connect to the Wi-Fi there. Like this is pitch black of the night. No, he's thinking no <laughs> one's fucking seeing me. This, and he goes into the the business section, sits behind one of these desks, and has his fun. Comes back, comes back to his room, goes to bed, wakes up the next morning. They go down for the team meet. They go down for breakfast. Then the team meeting's called, and the team manager comes in, and they're like, "Right, we need to have a discussion around with some of the senior players around something that took place last night." 
And they were like, what? What the fuck's going on? No one knows what's going on. And you could, this bloke's face, he's just thinking, oh, shit, mate. Oh, fuck. Anyway, they speak to a couple of senior boys saying, look, something's happened. Um, the general manager's been in touch. They've got CCTV of this and that. And they've, <laughs> they've caught him on CCTV wanking into this bin. <laughs> In the middle of this fucking dingy Christchurch hospital. (laughs) Dingy Christchurch hotel. And, mate, the sort of character he is, just quite a shy, retiring guy, just had nothing to come back with. And they were just like, for fuck's sake, mate, just, if you're going to wank, can you do it in your rooms? (laughs) Just avoid doing it in the business section, please. For that, let's say Joe's friend, Darren, was staying in a hotel in this country, and I'm asking this question purely for Joe's former teammate. Would the hotel be aware of the websites that he may have accessed from his room? (laughs) No, we can't track that specifically. I'll let him know. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Know that one down along with the batteries. Yeah. Shall we have a question, Joe, from Warren Allsop, who would like to know, Darren, what is the worst state... You have ever seen a room left in? I'm thinking hangover. I'm thinking hangover. Have you seen Hangover, the film? <laughs> Tigers. Where there's a tiger in it, there's a chicken, Mike Tyson, he's just rocking about. Like, Are we looking at something like that? There's two answers to that. There's rooms where clearly things have got out of hand. We leak. When we're not in full control, we leak. <laughs> <laughs> Medical facts. Correct. And... Um, you leak more when you're less on top of what's going on. One poor guy, bless him, tried to tidy it up, oh. and all he'd done is, you know, rub it in. Oh. Not helped. <laughs> and he wasn't obviously in his best form at the time, so clearly that wasn't his best day. Um, and I'm more serious now. People come to hotels sometimes to, you know, to, to call it a day, and we, we've we've had to deal with some pretty, some pretty messy bedrooms. Fucking uh, hell! Just on the death thing, we have a story here, Darren, from Ed. Ed says. In the hotel I worked in, there was one room that somebody died in. You had to play your best poker face as you checked a new guest in to the death death room. room. Again, it's statistical. Millions of people stay in hotels every year. It's going to happen. One of my duty manager weekends, I was asked to go and check on a guy by his pal because he thought his pal was dead. He was not a small guy. He had respiratory issues. He clearly had a good night the night before and his mate couldn't raise him for love nor money and just asked us to go in and check it was okay and it's it's been like that scene from seven you know when you're going in there's a guy on the bed oh. and you're sort of oh fuck me no you do it no you do it no you, you're in charge yeah but i'm telling you to do it <laughs> Ooh, yeah no he's fine <laughs> but so yeah i've yet to find a dead person people do die it's not an advertised fact okay there's a there's a question in here from ross what's the worst stain you've ever seen ever seen that's a big word which one? <laughs> Ever. It's okay. Four whole letters. Uh, if I could turn it around, Joe, what do you think is the worst thing that can stay in a hotel bedroom? I reckon it's that... Um, I think you're right, Joe. Fucking hell. Yeah. That, no, no. Yeah. It is... Betel. Betel juice. What's betel juice? It's like that sort of it's orangey. Film, isn't it? <laughs> well, with Michael Keaton. I like that one. <laughs> see, that's staying. What are you saying, betel juice? It's like a nut, and people you see it in India in in on walls. So it's like a sort of a ready. Oh diet. yeah, I do know what you mean. And they spit out the walls. Yeah, no, not that. it's it is <laughs> kids get it. It's the Rabina. No, you twat. <laughs> What's it look like? Is it, it a food? You put your fingers in it. Oh no. It's... <laughs> Silly, pu- silly putty. Silly putty, but like the stretchy one that gets uh, stuck in everything. Slime. Slime. Iron brew. Iron, iron brew. Whatever's in iron brew, you spill that on the carpet. Girders. Made from girders, maybe that's the problem. What's a girder? Girders. Like a steel beam. Big iron beam. They, it's before uh, Joe's time, to be fair, I think. Fucking hell. Sunny, yeah. D- Sunny D. Surely Sunny that stains. That turned D. people a weird colour, mate. Surely that stains. That was grim. Not as much as Iron Brew. And some hotels ban it because it... it <laughs> Iron Brew's banned? It, in a hotel, it's... It, Excuse me, it's, sir, you can't stay here tonight. I can see that you've got a bottle of Iron Brew in your bag. <laughs> Purple vibratory wouldn't make a fine. <laughs> Leave the Iron Brew at the door, please, oh, sir. for fuck's sake. Iron yeah, Brew, really? That's nasty. Red wine doesn't help. No. Red wine, white sheets, not pretty. 
but uh yeah but i think yeah. a lot you, you can't really ban red wine seeing as most people that go to hotels tend to be a bit more you know hello or saucisson uh yeah i don't mean french <laughs> i mean like oh i like a red wine whereas less people drink iron brew can in, of pop yeah okay. no i'm with you i'm with you but, fucking uh, iron brew i was hope, i was thinking like there'd be a giant shit story behind that mm. but that iron brew's fine with me on a related note we have a question here darren from brad who says have you ever done the black light experiment in a room <laughs> next part of the question approximate degree of coverage uh clarification as a percentage you probably would never want to do that in a hotel room and stay safe that was gonna be my question to you tom why are you doing that <laughs> Just out of interest I and curiosity. I the headboard would look like the back seats of some 17-year-old boy racer escort. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we've had some excellent questions there from our listeners. Why don't we take a short break for some ads and then come back for some more of those excellent questions. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. And those were the ads, Tom. Thank you very much. Darren, what do hotels use to launder the towels? What's um, the lifespan of a towel? Well, most hotels don't own their linen. They rent it. What? what? Yeah. They rent towels? Correct. Well, if you imagine how much stuff you need to run a hotel, you've got bed sheets, duvets, towels, uh, pillows. There's a lot of gear. And a lot of hotels will rent that from you know, some serious industrial players who buy this stuff by the million. How much is a towel to rent for a year? I can't give away trade secrets, but, you know, it depends how many you buy. <laughs> uh, it, but, you know, it runs into a few quid and uh, much more than that if you're in a, in a decent place. But that way we, we basically pay as we use it. So we bring it in, we use it, they charge us to bring it back clean. So I'm guessing that that rules out the stealing of the towels section. If, well, you, if they're not yours and they're rented, that's even worse, isn't it? Well, we, it's still our cost, you know. If they... Oh. If, if they Start the week with 100 and end it with 50. Mm. We've got 50 to pay for. So, yeah, it still it still hurts if they steal it. To be fair, there comes a point chasing somebody for a lost towel. It's a lot of hard work. Bathrobes are a different thing. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, there's probably a threshold of which, like, guys, just we can't be bothered. But please don't do it. Do the towels then get, for the people who rent them out to you, do they get passed down to, like, their first year of use is a top-end hotel? <laughs> their second year of use might be a sort of a Premier Inn Holiday Inn job. And then the third use might be those funny places you get at motorway service stations. Uh, <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> the official line is that we, we decide what we want, you know, the thread count, the style, um, and we pay for that. And it's their job to keep bringing stuff in that meets a certain quality. If it's not good enough, it goes back. I would not be surprised <laughs> that our, our towels today are someone else's towels tomorrow, that's for sure. What's the official tagline for the purpose of a hotel what's the point of hotel well you know it's back to biblical times really it's the second oldest profession in the world second old what's the first come on joe come on joe carpenter (laughs) (laughs) would make sense yeah (laughs) shepherd (laughs) good answers Uh, (laughs) midwife the other one linked to hotels most you know to be fair it's not a taxi driver Camel seller? (laughs) (laughs) Prostitution is allegedly the original career. What? That's the oldest profession? In the world, that's the phrase. Bollocks. No, that can't be true. It goes prostitution, hotelier. Hotelier. Then carpentry. What is hotelier? (laughs) It's a posh way of saying hotel. Oh. (laughs) It costs more. (laughs) Yeah. There you go. Welcome to my hotelier. Uh Uh, But no, and to be fair, there's a lot lot of hotel brands out there. They all want you to go and stay in their places. There's a lot of good strap lines. I think the favourite one I've seen is um, time well spent. I think that's quite good. What do hotels mean to you, Tom? That is a very good question, Joe, because there was a point in my life where I'd pretty much never stayed in a hotel. And the idea of staying in a hotel was almost unbelievably glamorous. My auntie ran a B&B in Folkestone. 
And when we'd go and visit my auntie, you would sometimes, if she took her eyes off the ball, be allowed to run around the B&B trying to get into other people's rooms. <laughs> and that was quite exciting. But then you almost go full circle, don't you? Where, for work, whatever it is, you stay in a number of bog-standard hotels and the sense of glamour has long since gone. You just Do you feel like because you've stayed in so many, you're just... You're over the hotel life, are you? I stayed in a hotel once. There was apparently, Joe, tunnels underneath the hotel. Yep. So that at no point the guest's experience yep. was. Does that, does that happen? Yeah. I mean, what I like about a hotel, there's a hotel you see, there's a hotel you don't. There's <sighs> hidden tunnels. Hidden t- there's tunnels that we can get around. So we can get around quickly. We can bust food around, all the boring stuff. You guys just see, you know, the pretty facades, the nice, the nice decor. And the, oh, there he is again. <laughs> Where did he come from? So, yeah, no, that's grand. I like that. I once stayed at a uh, hotel in Hampshire that's got tree houses. And uh, another one you mean? Yeah. Very nice, too. And what amazed me about it was we checked in really quickly. So, we met the front desk person and they took us to the tree house. And then we didn't see another soul for three days. They delivered breakfast, lunch, and dinner, put it all in a hatch. Squirrels. Tree house. Squirrels. Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> Press the buzzer. Bosh. Brilliant. And I went, oh my God. And it wasn't just like, oh, there you go. There's your Deliveroo. Oh my God. The mashed potato. Oh, the carrots. Oh, fuck. I could take them. But that was just so like nice. Do you know what I mean? To not have that. But then the flip side of it, other hotels I go to, especially when I stay away with, with the England squad, I love getting amongst all the staff. And talking to them and making the most of it and hearing what they're about and then getting a little glimpse into all these secret tunnels that you go on about that you've just really played down rather than (laughs) glamorised, which I'm (laughs) gutted about. Well, hotel staff are amazing. It's it's a tough way to earn a crust. You know, these guys aren't the most highly paid in the world. They work hard. Your entire experience is how you sit through them. You don't get to see people like me. You get this person who checks you in person who turns your bed the person who serves your breakfast they will make or break your stay doesn't matter how beautiful the hotel is joe would you like to hear about britain's worst hotel fuck <laughs> where is it <laughs> or do we have to guess now let's guess um it's almost going to be almost impossible to guess because it's so shit that you might not have heard of it is it in britain yes that's why it's one of that's why it's oh britain's yeah worst hotel. uh it's not going to be the south uh probably going to be east east anglia somewhere the Britannia Hotel in Bournemouth. Oh, been... what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's had 628, quote, terrible reviews out of a total of 1,000 left on the uh, customer review site. Here is a recent review. Walking through reception, we encountered the first real stenches of what can only be described as sick mixed with death. What? <laughs> Um, Fucking hell! Review number two. How many stars did they give? <laughs> review number two. The hotel room had urine and poo marks everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. everywhere. Oh, no. Uh, one visitor said, if I saw the room before I'd paid, I would have slept in my car. <laughs> Are these legit reviews? Or these do you are... think it's like a rival hotel? That is just signed up. Surely we can't trust these. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) Quote, A glance out of the window onto the strange central smoking courtyard revealed a trifecta of big nighting implements. Number one, a drugs baggie. Number two, discharged laughing gas canisters. Number three, a condom wrapper. (laughs) Quality. (laughs) Britannia won the worst hotel chain award for eight years on the bounce. I think they take it as a badge of honour now. No way. It's quite hard work to be that bad. Oh, fucking hell. But can we trust these... these, If I'm booking a hotel, I'll go on booking.com or a site like that. And I'll do right four stars, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll treat, I'll treat you. You know, this week's role play will be slightly different. I'm going to go for um, Marvel superheroes. Sorry, I'm talking about why I go to hotels. <laughs> so we'll do a Marvel superhero. So I want a four star hotel. Can they be trusted? These sites, or are they just bumped up? There is um, validation techniques. People do go on with a grudge. Ex employees people who wanted their money back for no reason you said no and then they dropped that i'm gonna you know drop you a terrible review so there is an appeal process and uh as a main they're legit it's like amazon it there'll be the odd one but if there's a million reviews to be fair the answer is the answer so uh people 
take massive notice of that. You know, your star rating, your booking.com rating, your, these are massive things to a hotel chain that could make or break a hotel. Is it common that you see people turn up in disguise? <laughs> or what appears to be a disguise, and you know full well what's going on here. Well, to be fair, the good disguise, I'd say, I don't know. Yeah. Because okay. they're in disguise. Good one. Um, I've yet to see people in Groucho Marx glasses and Tash and, you know, the funny war. I've yet to see that. You do get a lot of characters checking in who just want to get to the room and do whatever it is they come to the hotel to do. There's a lot of body tells. That... What, what about any sort of famous people? You don't have to name the famous people's names. But any famous people that have checked in under a pseudonym? Do you like that word? Very good, yeah. Big good, word, good, yeah. Not nom de plume. Thanks. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, a certain hotel. We hosted a major golf tournament. All the style, the top, the top players were there. 63 of the 64 golfers checked in under their own name. One had a pseudonym. Now, to be fair, if there's only one... And there's a clearly a name that's not listed on the rooming list. You've got a pretty clear idea which one it is. This golfer who used a pseudonym, uh, could he have, for example, used the name Lion Trees? Yes, he could. Oh, interesting. What do you do, Darren, if there is a complaint from a guest about a guest in an adjoining room or perhaps the room overhead where a couple might be enjoying themselves vigorously? I think a slow hand clap usually does the trick. For the complainant. Yeah, or even a round of applause once they're done. That usually uh, gets the message across. Tom, have you ever experienced that? It's funny you say that, Joe. During the last Rugby World Cup, of course, in Japan, I stayed in a hotel in Kobe. And there was one night where, in tabloid terms, there was a marathon session going on where it was quite a long session and it finally stopped. You think, right, I can go to sleep. And then after the briefest of pauses, it began again. Wow. Mm. And I would say it probably stopped and restarted. It stopped at the point where you thought that's the end, and then it restarted maybe three or four times. It was the talk <laughs> of the breakfast buffet the next day. <laughs> Did it keep you up then? <laughs> in what sense? <laughs> I've never experienced it in a hotel, uh, Tom, but if I was to, and it was the room next door, I think I'd probably approach it head on. Um <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'd go to the room that it was happening in and I'd knock on the door and I'd go, guys, you're having sex really, really loudly and I'm all for you guys enjoying it. But can you just give me a rough estimate on what sort of timing just so that I know if I can get my seven hours in or not? Shall we have another question, Joe, from a listener? I think so. What's the worst thing you've ever caught a guest doing? Personally, um, or rather... A far more interesting story. The spa director where I used to work asked me if you could get some advice on something. Okay. And wanted my advice as a bloke. Okay, right. What guests had come in from a spa member. Another spa member had been caught, allegedly, wanking in the sauna. (laughs) Who's wanking in a sauna? (sighs) Well, correct. I think it's rummaging under the towel. You don't have any water in there, no? Well... She had to then say, "How do I? How do I? How do I approach him? But what do you say to a head guy? on? Head on? <laughs> uh, yeah. So that allegedly was someone was caught uh, doing that in the sauna. Are you? I'm not saying you would do what that gentleman had been doing in the sauna, but are you allowed, as someone who works in a hotel, um, are you allowed to use the facilities when you want? Depends. I mean, there's certain downtimes when they're pretty quiet. Staff are allowed in maybe mid-afternoon, first thing in the morning. So yes, within reason." as long as it's not affecting the guest's experience. This episode is sponsored by Free Falling Nana, Free... It's Neil Freeman. Thirsty Kirsty Jane. You can call him Al twice, because it's Al Allen. Knees up Elsa Brown. Ryan Man, Tom Ryan. Not Gary Barlow, but James Barlow. The Emerald, Jade Ingram. He's not giving away his shot, it's Dan Shotton. Butters, it's Nicky Butterworth. And Alexander the Great Picuza. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, and grow the show today. Hello. 
Hello, I'm Katie Puckrick, and I've got a podcast called Dot Com. It's the documentary series about the people of the internet, and series two about Reddit is out now. To me, Reddit is one of the last bastions of actual communities online. We uncover the truth behind some of the biggest, most shocking stories of the century. I feel like every time there's some big scandal going on, Reddit is 100% a contributor and an antagonist to it. Just search for Dot Com. That's D O T C O M, and subscribe now. Where have you worked then? Have you do, do I know any of these hotels that you've worked at? Uh, Are we talking uh, Premier Inn? Are we talking? I've worked across the board. I mean, the, probably the most recognisable one I've worked at is, uh, is a hotel that's definitely not in Watford. It's in Hertfordshire. Oh, uh, the England soccer team have uh, used oh. that as a base for many years. Soccer, soccer, oh, bloody yes. hell! Yeah, uh, what's that one called? Uh, it's called the Grove. When you check into a hotel with England, Joe. Do you check in, check in like you would if you were staying at a hotel with Daisy? Because I know that the England football boys, Darren, they don't check in personally, do they? Someone comes in and gets all the room keys and then just dishes them out. We do a group check in for sort of VIPs, particularly the England squad. A, they're famous. B, there's a lot of them. We've also used the hotel as a pre, always a passport control. So they effectively passport controlled at the hotel straight on the bus, straight to wherever they're headed to. So, again, but yeah, typically this is, if there's a lot of people or some famous people, the VIP lane and then the VVIP lane. Yeah, no, we just check in normally. <laughs> yeah. You can see the sort of level of uh, <laughs> VIP and recognisability here going on. Who gets the best room of when you're staying at the hotel that in decent financial years the RFU will put you up at mm. in uh, leafy surrey mm. who generally gets the better room well we have a bit of a system that i took charge of as quickly as i could <laughs> um and it's done based on caps rugby has moved away from the sort of hierarchical system in terms of academy boys youngsters coming in you don't really speak to them and they're always given the shit jobs etc etc and then the more senior are, the less... We moved away from that, more of an equal... What was it? Ubiquitous? Incorrect usage of that word, I move on. What's the word for equality? Equality. Equality is a great word. <laughs> more of an equality... Yeah, more. more of an equal footing Yeah. for everyone. But there's a small bit of hierarchical when it comes to the rooms. So the more caps you have, the better room you get. And I make sure I control that. <laughs> so then you get the boys text it. What's going on with the rooms now, mate? And it's a bit of a grey area at the minute because we're going through a bit of a transition phase. New England plus old England, which is what Eddie keeps going on about. So there's a lot of new boys here. And there's boys with a handful of caps that can end up going in one of the mm, plush apartments up downs, which is controversial. But you've got to let go of it sooner or later. When you go into this hotel... Um, which is a very nice hotel, is there always a minibar on offer? Because I don't know if this happened with staff at the Grove, but I've heard that a lot of football teams have the minibar taken out of their room. Locked or taken out, yeah. Minibars are um, they're, they're just a pain in the ass. <laughs> they're a massive amount of effort, usually just far more trouble than they're worth. Yeah, that's really always pissed me off, actually. So you don't get a minibar? <laughs> no, used to. No Toblerones? No, nothing. No Kit Kats? No. no, just the biscuits. Mm. You know the the two freebies that you get, and if you, and if you can manage to <laughs> nab one out of the cleaning lady's uh, box, then you'll be all 16. right. <laughs> Darren, what is the markup on a minibar? It's a fair markup for the provision of the service. Defensive joke. That was very yeah, defensive. like yeah. why why is a Mars bar not? In fact, it's not forty p anywhere. Do you remember when a Mars bar used to be forty p? Yeah. Fuck. Okay, why is a Mars bar like four quid? Where in real life you can buy one for a quid. There's two answers to that one. There's an awful lot of effort to get that Mars bar in that fridge ready for when you want it. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not having that as an answer. Fuck off, or Darren. The other answer is because they can. Oh, <laughs> I'll accept that one. <laughs> the effort it takes to put a Mars bar in a fridge. <laughs> no, not having it. Because we can charge it. Yes, I can have that one. Ludicrous. What's the most expensive thing you've ever bought in a from a mini bar, do you reckon, Tom? Sometimes you can legitimise it, can't you? I remember covering the World Athletics in China and I'd had this monstrous journey and I got to the hotel and it's the middle of the night so I can't get a beer anywhere else but I'm fried from the journey and I went through all the beers in the minibar. 
Fair. Have you ever have you ever tried <laughs> have you ever tried drinking one but then topping it back up and putting it back in there? I heard that and you could do this with you could nick the whisk that when the days you get a whiskey miniature, you could drink the whiskey and if you made a very weak tea <gasps> good, yeah. yeah. Then you could refill it. Quite possibly. If they're not on the case, they've seen the seals broken. Because usually mini bars are based on some sort of sensor. You know, if there's if there's a weight on the sensor, it doesn't ping. As soon as that weight's lifted, it pings somewhere and jumps onto your Yeah, bill. but what if you what if you took this whiskey out and you just wanted to look at it and then you put it back and you're like, Oh, I've I've put it back. Hence why mini bars are a pain in the ass. Ah, <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> Awful lot. And to be fair, again, life hack. We probably wouldn't chase you down the road if you'd had a whiskey or a cheeky beer out the minibar. We've had a question in from Grant Bailey, uh, who says, are there things that you can do to somehow get an upgrade in room? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. I mean, be nice, check in, yeah. be nice, yeah. be pleasant. Yeah. Ask the question, guys, you've got any better rooms available? Yeah. If the room is available at eight at night and it's not been sold yet, there's a good chance it won't sell at all. Oh. You could probably do a deal and maybe whatever they offer you, do a deal on that number that comes across. One thing you can always do, book with the Hotel Direct. Don't go through Booking.com. Don't go through Expedia. Call the Hotel Direct. Go on their website. Book Direct. We love Direct customers. Why? The OTAs take about 20% of the money that's spent on that hotel room. Wow. So you book a room for 100 quid. The OTA gets 20 quid, the tax man gets 20 quid, the credit card you paid on has cost me money. So you walk through the door. I've only seen about 50 quid of your 100 quid. And you want 100 quid of value. Oh. I've only had 50 quid to start with. And before I've cleaned the room, put the Mars bar in the mini bar ready for you. Because <laughs> of the effort, yeah. Correct, it, yeah. yeah. So, you know, book direct. They'll love you for it. Have you ever Have you ever upgraded? Have you and Murph ever, like, gone in there and gone, oh, good evening, um... This is my uh, wife. We've just got married an hour ago. <laughs> and uh, chances of an upgrade, have you ever done that? The only times, Joe, that I've ever received an upgrade have almost been wasted. What? One of them was when me and Steve checked into a hotel at about midnight and we were both leaving about half past six the next day. Not together, although it would have been fine, Steve's. Do you, with the number of hotel rooms you stay in as a player, yeah. how often do you have a thing where you wake up and you have absolutely no idea not only where the toilet is, but where you are in general? Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally most of the time. The other issue I have is that we stay at some pretty nice hotels, particularly the main one, that is quite hard to go back and experience oh, yeah. out, of, out of camp time. Yeah. yeah. And yet anyone else... Daisy, her friends or whatever, they're always like, fuck, that's such an amazing hotel. Can we organise a spa weekend there or something? Or can we go away for the night there? And I'm like, fuck, really? As, as nice as it is, I've just got these really horrible memories of being beasted just down the road <laughs> on the fucking pitch. You know what I mean? It's quite hard. To, and you go, oh, but then you're nice enough. They, they look after you and... It is a lovely hotel, to be fair. Joe, we've had a message from our lovely friend, Melsh Alloway. Oh, hello, Melsh. Who's, of course, our only Dutch listener, or at least the only Dutch listener that we know about, and we talk to uh, on Patreon. Uh, and Melsh has a very long story. Yes. You do the first half of okay. your Melsh. I'll do the second half in my Melsh. Okay. I hope Melsh isn't offended by my bad accent, but this is the best... best Best. This is the best Dutch that I can do now, okay? A couple of years ago, our rugby team went to Budapest for a long weekend. Rugby has nowhere been seen there, and neither was one of our mates, who we shall call Bob, for the sake of this story. Bob had been drinking a shitload of beer and an alarming amount of vodka over the entire evening. Later that night, we got call from a hotel manager who said water was coming down off the walls <laughs> of a room below. So we decided to go back to the hotel where the manager was unlocking our door, only to find Bob fast asleep under the shower. He was blocking the drain, so the water went over the side of the cabin <laughs> and was spread out across the room and inevitably down the walls of our downstairs neighbors. We woke Bob up, <laughs> and he was rather ashamed of himself, as he should be. 
Luckily, a travel insurance paid the lot. How the fuck that happened, we don't know. <laughs> don't fall asleep under the shower. Don't be like Bob. What do you think? Do you want to do the whole thing then? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to scroll down. I thought that was my bit. Oh, I'm so sorry. I enjoyed that story. Thank you, Melch. Thank you, Melch. That reminded me of a friend of mine who got really pissed in his hotel room of a, like a 20-story hotel we were on and for some reason decided to piss off the back of his balcony <laughs> instead of his toilet, which was the same distance to go to. And the room below were on their balcony. What? And they're just getting golden showered. And they're ringing reception going, we need to complain. There's fucking urine coming from up top. And it was mental. What a ridiculous story. That was like, what the fuck? Or or like a that similar one that I've told you before, where it's a two meter walk to go to the toilet. But this certain roommate's too lazy to get up. So he puts kettle. the kettle next to his bed. We've had some kettle issues. Pot noodles being cooked in the kettle. Disgusting. In in the kettle? You put the whole... Well, yeah, you get your pack of noodles, the pack of noodles, the instant noodles, whatever. You haven't got a bowl, you haven't got it in the kettle. Easy done. Disgusting. But with a pot noodle, it's literally a pot of noodles. Great. <laughs> so what... Like, all you've got to do is what put would you rather? Water... What, what's more disgusting? Someone putting a pot noodle in a, in a, in a kettle and boiling it and cooking it that way, which I actually think is... I think that's play on. I think it's okay. I think it's quite intuitive. Yep. Is it? I don't think you mean intuitive. It could be intuitive. <laughs> Do you mean imaginative? I think it's quite impressive. <laughs> or are you having piss in a kettle? Which one's worse? Well, pissing in a kettle. Okay. What's worse? Putting a pot noodle in a kettle, pissing in a kettle, or taking a shit in a kettle? The shit. You've got to choose one. The shit's the worst one. Why is that? It's shit. Cool. Darren, thank you ever so much for coming on, mate. It's been great to have you on. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it greatly. Thank you. Thank you both. <laughs> Do you enjoy that one, Joe? I enjoyed that one. It's made me want to set up a new app. Basically, goes all around to the hotels and uh, it uses a UV light to scan over these hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. And it, I'll then upload how much spunk <laughs> I find in that hotel room and it'll be called Spunk Advisor. It's an excellent idea. And it'll idea. let people know the sort of levels and percentage of different seminal fluids they might experience in different rooms. Do you think that's going to... In the style of Duncan Bannantyne. Yep. I'm in. Sri Lankan, was he? <laughs> if you also enjoyed the show and you want to support it, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon. Search for Joe Marler Show for just a single pound a week You can get bonus content, ad-free episodes, and you'll be growing the show at the same time. If you want to buy a bobble app, go to joemarler.co.uk forward slash shop to order your bobble hat today. And if you would like another podcast to listen to, let me tell you about the secret history of Flight 149. Now, this is the story of ordinary passengers on a trip from London to Malaysia who were taken hostage by Saddam Hussein when they stopped to refuel in Kuwait. It is an incredible story of undercover operations, cover-ups, human shields, and a 30-year fight for the truth. You have to listen to believe the stories. Search for Secret History of Flight 149 in your podcast app now. Oh. <laughs> Why would it be whatever? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Crowd Network, a place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.